This is John Bailey, the epic voice of Honest Trailers, and you're listening to the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. It's a fangirls podcast with five-ish people. The tangents and squee will continue. Squee. Just as we continue all the way to episode 416, the Five Ish Fangirls podcast, Iron Man. That's kind of catchy. It's got a nice ring to it. I mean, it's not technically accurate. The suit's a gold titanium alloy, but it's kind of provocative, the imagery, anyway. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of the Five Ish Fangirls podcast. So glad you joined us. Let's start off like a dork with a virtual table and see who's joined us this week. This is Brittany Bovideo. This is Chrissy in Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hi, everybody. Yay. Here the fireworks in the ACDC. Yeah. <laughs> and, now Je- and now Justin Timberlake has set- put himself away for another year. <laughs> I, I, I changed that. I shared a Brian May yeah. <laughs> picture on my Facebook page. Yeah. I'm like, we're going that way. <laughs> and then there's me. I have the one with uh with with the girl putting a tiara in her house because it's my birthday month. Yeah. <laughs> that works too. Or the Mandalorians. Yeah. This is the May. There uh, we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We go options. We've got options. For Maine. <laughs> yeah. Only thing for me. Mm-hmm. All I know is I live in Indiana, so it really doesn't matter because for the next, you know, four weeks mm-hmm. is gonna be nothing but race car driving. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> so that's where I'm at for the next month. <laughs> so, anyways. Room, oh, no. room, yes. Room, exactly. yes. Well, we've been doing it for decades and decades and decades. So, mm-hmm. Well, at least yeah. you don't have to worry about a certain someone with their border to come in and uh, <laughs> yeah. to make mincemeat out of the cars. Yeah, that's true. Oh, well, yes, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> That is true. So, all right. So, news. Uh, oh, oh, excuse me. Goodness. Um, not a whole lot, but reminder: the Gen Con event catalog drops on the seventh. So, this coming Sunday, as we're recording this. Uh, so if you want to make your wish list and be able to register, you need to have a badge. So if you haven't bought your badge yet, you need to get on that. Otherwise, if you get your badge late and then you try to register for stuff late, then the stuff you want might get full and then you're going to be sad. And then you'll be sad. And we don't want people to be sad at Gen Con because that's the only reason you should be sad is because you spent too much money. <laughs> Mm -hmm. (laughs) so get on that so there is 
that as far as conventions are concerned. And then speak and it shall come into existence. We mentioned Wish, the Disney animated movie with Shalane's feedback last week. And then what did Disney do us? They gave us a teaser trailer for said mm -hmm. movie. They were talking about, oh, it's not till the end of the year. We probably won't see anything for it for a while. Bada bing, bada boom. And you've got Alan Tudyk as a talking goat. <laughs> because of course you do. Because exactly. of course you do. <laughs> and nothing says more than talking goat than Alan Tudyk. I mean, if you're going to have a talking animal sidekick in yep. modern day Disney, it might as well be Alan Tudyk. You know, yep. he did it for Moana, mm -hmm. kind of. Yep. Uh, mm -hmm. He did he, as he as, did as, the... as much of a as much of a sidekick as Hey Hey could be. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. well, the, the chicken didn't really talk so much as, but yeah, he still got credit. Yeah, but it's for... it's still Alan Tudyk. Yeah. Yeah. You want, you want yeah. weird it's... noises and gestures coming from your crazy-eyed rooster? You get Alan Tudyk. <laughs> so. Well, and Alan Tudyk is your crazy, off the wall, name it psychic. I mean, look at how many roles he's been cast in. Mm -hmm. Even leading role where he's off the wall crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Resident Alien, which if you yeah, haven't seen, much. please watch. Yeah. <laughs> it is good. Yeah. So. There you go. I'd like to think we were partially responsible for that trailer appearing, but uh, <laughs> that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Yep. Um, and then we tell you, yeah, serendipity. yeah. And then this, you're gonna have, uh, you're gonna have to. Well, I've got it. We'll have it linked in the show notes, but it's not on any official channels because it truly is kind of a teaser because this is what the bbc likes to do with this so this was never dropped on any official of like the social medias or even the official doctor who youtube or even the bbc youtube this was shown like once on bbc one like saturday night and some people have managed to you know snag it and put it up on the interwebs but it's not officially anywhere. So if you didn't catch it on TV Saturday night, then you didn't know that I didn't know this was a thing until. Or you know, if you don't live in Britain and uh, right, yeah. watch yeah. British TV on a Saturday night. Ex mm -hmm. Exactly. So they gave us a real. It's an audio teaser more than anything because the imagery doesn't necessarily mean a whole lot at least i don't think nope. i don't think venus flytraps are going to have anything to do with the 60th anniversary unless they're going to bring back the vervoids i don't know one would um, hope not but yeah. i mean this is dr, <laughs> is dr. Uh, who and russell t davies we're very, talking about yeah <laughs> gonna need a different um so. yeah otherwise design. it's just it's just random random imagery i mean we see david Tennant, we see Catherine tate um right. and then the the audio is just kind of very weird garbled. Mm -hmm. garbled thing is you need to watch it and listen to it backwards <laughs> and then you can hear you hear the doctor say cryptic i hate that and then you hear donna say why did this face come back huh. Huh. so 
uh, Russell T. Davies, I hate you and love you all at the same time. That's that's all there is to it. Yeah. Um, so you're, you 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 not that you need to dangle the carrot, right. <laughs> but I appreciate the carrots, and at the same time, I'm very frustrated. Or maybe it's more like I'm, I'm a cat trying to catch the red laser light. Yes, I think that's more apt. Yeah, I was like, I can't. I, I want. I really want the red laser razor light, but at the same time, you know, half the fun of the red pointer light is the chase. So, mm-hmm. well, you think you have it, but then, oh no, I don't. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I guess we'll keep waiting until they mm-hmm. decide to give us more. Whether they decide to do like what they did with the fiftieth, and you know, wait till there's a big event like. San Diego Comic Con to, uh-huh. to really give us something, but even then, they apparently when Stephen Moffat says don't share this, uh, the audience actually listens. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> we're just gonna have to wait and see what happens. Uh, until then, we'll just keep chasing that red dot. Um, Pretty much, it, 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 do. until it dissolves and turns into a blue box. <laughs> uh, so there is that. Um, and then, of course, uh, it is the first of May, which means a new month. Which means plus. <laughs> speaking of Doctor Who, yes, and on the paper that I have in my hot little hands. This month's book is The Return of Robin Hood, a fourth Doctor story. And our choices for June, they are all audio. I decided as long as Big Finish is going to be doing their lead up to the 60th, I thought, might as well pull some Big Finish. We have Light at the End, Dark Eyes Volume 1, Horror of Glam Rock, and Murder at Blackpool, or Death at Blackpool, excuse me. Those are your choices. Yeah, I kind of went heavy with the eight doctor and multi doctor, so. <laughs> There's nothing wrong and with that. that nope, that did Blackpool. That one was the first of a two parter, if I remember right. It's very possible. It's been a while since I've listened to that one. Yeah, uh, I remember. Oh, oh, oh. So if you I, vote for that one, be prepared to vote for the second half of it next month. Right. <laughs> Otherwise, you're left with a cliffhanger. Right. <laughs> I'm 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 searching to make sure because I'm like I think that's true, but and if I remember correctly, I think either horror, glam rock, or death in Blackpool. I think Bernard Cribbins guests as one of the voice actors. If memory you're serves. correct. No. No iPhone Blackpool is one word. Yeah. <laughs> it's one word in one place. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Let's see. Oh, Somewhere Jenna thing. Coleman's going, yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's actually, okay, it is the beginning of the fourth series of the Lucy Miller, or the fourth, yeah. The fourth um, one with all the, with the Lucy Miller. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, so it kicks off that series, and it's that that series has a whole arc. Okay, this that, and then that that season series 
whatever um ends with a with a two-parter ah sorry i was getting confused so you're fine it's just you know you might as well go on and uh listen to the whole thing because it's lucy miller and she's lovely Mm. yes she is like trust my arm (laughs) (laughs) yeah just I'm just scrolling. Potential spoilers for next month's vote. (laughs) (laughs) Depending on how this month goes. True. (laughs) Oh, that's why okay. That's why I was confused because one of those two parters actually has a somewhat similar title. But I will not say Mm -hmm. now that you well not 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 just spoil not just spoilers. I mean cheesies have been out for more than 10 years but mm-hmm. also it's like it's complicated and I don't have mm-hmm. the brain power to explain right now wibbly wobbly uh, chimey whiny basically yes we'll get to that whenever we discuss that particular line of arc of yes. I think it would be worth doing so they, they yeah. are good I have listened mm-hmm. to most of those 8th Doctor adventures and yeah you're good. Mm. Good times. Mm-hmm. Yep. So here is that. Um, and then, of course, in your feeds, we have the latest episode of Gold Standard, the Oscars podcast, where uh, Jesse Jackson joins us to talk Yay! about the 2002 Best Picture winner Chicago. Nice. Which you know me, I love myself a musical. So, mm-hmm. and that also means our next episode is <laughs> Not that I'm excited about that or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that'll be I have to one. wait to next week to record that one. <laughs> How long do you think that one's going to take you guys to record? I don't know. <laughs> That's a really good question. If any episode could potentially beat our current record, which is still terms of endearment, figure that out. Um, it might be this, even though I'm pretty sure that Nick's, you know, as far as the notes that he makes for us, won't necessarily be, we're, he's, he's going to, we're going to assume that whoever's going to listen to this episode is going to be referring to the theatrical release, but you know that all of us are going to be watching the extended edition because that's the only uh, version worth watching. Well, so extended, yes, of course, <laughs> stuff from the extended edition is bound to end up in the conversation. So, yes, that is, that is very is the true. Theatrical version. Like, I don't think I've seen it since the theaters, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, even the even the last time I saw it in theaters, which was for a special event screening, they showed the extended version. So, oh nice. <laughs> even some of the theaters know that the extended version of Lord of the Rings are the only versions worth watching. So they know they know their audience. They know mm-hmm. who they're marketing this these events mm-hmm. to. So yes. good good job. Whoever mm-hmm. plans those things, you know what you're doing. Hmm. Yep. So there is uh, 
that. Um, and then over on our YouTube channel, if you've not wandered over there recently, is I put up a video with highlights from Lexington. My most recent con adventures. Now, if you want the whole, like, full vlog of, like, you know, seeing our hotel room and all the mundane stuff in between the convention stuff, you have to go to my channel to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> but if you just want the convention highlights, you can watch the video on our channel. <laughs> Either so way. That. Yep. All right. So feedback. Get some feedback from Shalane. And uh, she says, I enjoyed the season of The Mandalorian. I'm glad we got more Bogatan. She's my new favorite female Star Wars character after Rey, Leia, and Ahsoka. And yes, Grogu stole the show again. I also have a Bogatan Disney bound shirt. That's cool. Cool. You know, it's kind of funny that a lot of people wanted to be in Marvel films. Now people want to be in Star Wars films or TV shows. We've got Jack Black, Christopher Lloyd, Lizzo, plus Ming-Na. In some cases, it's probably people that, like, just want to be part of it to say they did because they are a fan. There's some people that they, you know, they're actors and it's a paying gig. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you have to understand, Star Wars is like that's a cultural touchstone for yeah a lot of people oh yeah so you know the idea of being in a star wars thing you know no matter what the role is it's like hey it's like hey it's a thing i was in star wars so Mm -hmm. right it's Mm -hmm. like we've all grown up playing pretend Mm -hmm. star wars verse with Wrapping paper tubes and mm. oh yeah, <laughs> you know, sticks as guns, you know, face yeah. you know, <laughs> you know when 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 it's snowing and you're driving down the road and you think, oh oh I'm going you know I'm the Millennium Falcon going going to light speed, oh <laughs> yeah. that sort of thing like there's all or you know it's just yeah it's so you know when they started doing new Star Wars people are like oh I want to be in new Star Wars. Just mm-hmm. say it. Yep. Yeah. Or on the swing I mean, set with that glider that looks like a seesaw. You're pretending yeah. you're on a speeder bike. Yeah. <laughs> that too. I mean, do you, you know, I think for some people it is so they could say they did it even if they're not like recognizable in it in some cases. Like in the in uh, the Force Awakens, when Ray gets captured. And you know they're like gonna torture her. One of the stormtroopers is Daniel Craig. Mm-hmm. Like, why would the at the time current James Bond want to be in a Star Wars movie where you can't even see his face unless it was just so he could like tell his kids, "Hey, I was in Star Wars," you know? Yeah. Well, and like <laughs> at the time where he was James Bond, it's like, yeah, please, please don't ruin the uh, the the magic of oh hey what what is james bond doing in a star wars movie yeah, so that's probably that why that's probably why he was a stormtrooper but you could yeah so yeah. it wasn't as obvious in fact there's a lot of people who like had no idea it was him until you tell them and you're like mm-hmm. then they're like so. wait james bond is in star wars yeah in a way <laughs> yeah. in, in in a roundabout way yes mm-hmm. so 
So, I mean, if somebody offered me the opportunity, I would totally jump at it. I don't oh, care yeah. what all, what all involves because I this is definitely one of those things where I just want to say I was in that. Yeah. Yes. It reminds yeah. me of um there was I think it was a Doctor Who confidential when when David Tennant was first the the doctor and because he'd been on Casanova and, and then or and uh um RTD was was over that and he was like I know you're doing Do- Doctor Who I I want to be in Doctor Who I'll just be the I'll I I will I will totally just be like a <laughs> Cyberman in the back and I just mm-hmm. want to be in it can I be in it and they're all and and not knowing that. Uh, you know, I think at the time they knew Christopher Eccleston was leaving and they hadn't made that public yet. And I guess they were actually considering him to be the doctor. And there he is <laughs> on set telling, telling RTD, I'll, I'll do, I'll do any role. I don't care. It, it'll just be, you know, a Cyberman in the back. Or I'll, you can put me inside the Dalek for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. You don't even have to see my face. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, 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 you, oh, you sweet man. Yes. <laughs> I think that's how David ended up in Big Finish before he ever even. <laughs> yes, because even he, out was, of, he, was, uh, he was actually. Yeah, before was Dr. Who even came back. He, he yes. just happened to well, be he was, there doing. He was like, yeah, he's recording something and they're like, you know, they're doing Doctor Who down down the hall. And he's like, really? And they like ran down the hall. like, can I be in it? Yeah. <laughs> I will lend my vocal abilities. Mm-hmm. Yes. You don't even have to pay me. Yeah. Well, Little I don't, did he I don't know. know if he said that. Little did he know. Like, holy cow. <laughs> First off, that like, they knew at the little... time Doctor Who was even coming back. So, true. This was oh, pre 2005. Oh, David Tennant, you wonderful, wonderful human being, you. Yes. Uh, Your wife is a saint. Um, yeah. <laughs> she, she adores him. She does. Yes. <laughs> so funny. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, she said, and then she asked, "What does this mean? What does it mean for Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man? Uh, being on Disney Plus mean for Spider-Man and Sony? Hmm. TBD. Well, yeah. yeah. Sony is keeping. Sony are, has are... allowed Disney to have streaming rights for those movies. That's the most obvious." thing we could say i think with pretty yeah. confidence some backroom yeah. deal somewhere <laughs> yeah somebody, somebody scratched someone else's back and then they scratched the other guy's back and i, I don't know but yes, yeah there's there's going to be that is a, beyond that is a yeah let's say beyond matter. beyond just you know disney getting the streaming rights tbd that's Pretty that's much. all there that's all there really is to it at the moment because we don't know trust me if i knew i would have said something <laughs> so, i would have been like actually mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> so, you know but yeah yep. we just we'll don't know find out when when you do <laughs> yeah 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 uh and she says i can still ride roller coasters good for you you young child uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I would love to go to Legoland and Six Flags. The only parks I've been to in the U.S. are Disneyland, Disney World, Universal Studios of Florida, and a state theme park called Lagoon. Yes, that's our local, um, you know, you know, amusement park theme park. 
It was, mm. I mean, we used to go like once a year because we could get discount tickets through our church. And then mm-hmm. they stopped doing that. And then the tickets got insanely expensive. But they have, so they have some really cool, really fun roller coasters. At least I think they do. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there is one like because you can because you can see the park if you go on the freeway a certain direction and you can see it. And it was always like, oh, there's Lagoon. We want to go to Lagoon. We get so excited. Anyway, they, they built a roller coaster since the last time I was there, which was, oh, gosh, forever ago. It's called the Cliffhanger, I think. Anyway, uh, but it like you go up this tower and you can see it from the from the freeway and then you go down like almost straight down, like almost upside down, straight down, and then oh. you go over crazy. And I'm like, there is a part of me that, that 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 12, 13 year old part of me that's like, I want to try that. And then there's that yeah. grown up part of me that's like, eh? nope. Yep. Maybe. No, thank you. It's like it's been so long since I've been on the roller coaster, and I'm like, I want to see if I can still do it. But at the same time, I'm like, am I going to survive without, yeah. you know? Like, major back issues <laughs> yeah it's like disney give me big thunder give me space mountain you know expedition everest any of the disney roller coasters are fine but i just yeah i can't do the six flags here point all those roller coasters anymore even just your description just like oh <laughs> give me palpitations yeah. uh, no, no, I, yeah. Yeah. I have not 20 year old me would have been all over that but not 40 year old me <laughs> <laughs> fourth grade old me when she really... went to six flags yeah. dad looked at we went to six flags and as a whole class and, and i think it was at the batman or the aerosmith one that takes you upside down you know you're in individual mm-hmm. seat and my friend and i were just like uh-uh mm-hmm. dad you want to go go for it we're mm-hmm. staying here <laughs> no thank you <laughs> The the one really freaky one that I actually like at Lagoon, it's called the Wild Mouse. And, like, you go... I, I, there might be similar ones other places, I don't know. But it's like, you go up, and then up the top, it, like, goes back and forth, but it's just really sharp mm-hmm. turn, and it goes... Yeah. And it, like, actually squeaks yeah. as you go. And, I mean, it's got That's the actually mouse. just a style of ride, is a, is a yeah. The mouse. So, yeah. 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 Well, uh, like, like it was one that they had years and years ago, and then they had to take it down because it was a little <clears throat> dangerous. Mm-hmm. And then they re- <laughs> then they revamped it and brought it back, and I'm like, this is actually really cool. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. So. But, Enjoy your youth, kids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah. Don't get old. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I also have a soft spot for pirates. Yay, pirates! Uh, I want more space pirates, and I think that Han Solo is more of a pirate. Yeah, in a way. Smuggler, pirate. I mean, Lando calls him a pirate at one point. Yeah, Mm -hmm. tomato, tomato. Yeah. Uh, I also think Bryce Dallas Howard is a better director for Star Wars TV series than her father directing the Han Solo movie, she needs a Star Wars film. I don't think her dad did a bad job with Solo. I think he got a little Solo yeah. was one that Solo was, was the was the past the parcel movie because it was with Miller yeah. and Lord for a while. 
and yeah. then they and they and they had like all kinds of problems and there were creative differences which is sort of the, <laughs> the buzzword that they, mm. they they say on all these things and then they fired you know lucasfilm fired them and then ron howard came on to finish it and just kind of cobble it together what was left yeah so i mean and actually it, it it was it was fine it was i didn't mind it i thought it was a pretty decent movie i think the biggest problem was that everybody was so ticked off after last jedi that they were like screw this and mm-hmm. screw this movie so i had mm-hmm. a lot going against it unfortunately so it's like yeah yeah and all the bad press of oh it's already you know it's had this problem and this problem and this problem and they fired the guy the directors and brought on somebody else and it was it was a bit of a mess yeah there you go yep 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 but i i do agree with her that i I i think somebody should give bryce dallas howard a star wars movie because i think she would kill it <laughs> so. well and uh and not cancel it please yeah <laughs> i mean it's, at this point it's like it's one That's thing true, to too. announce star wars projects it's another like are they actually going to happen yeah that is true maybe she can direct the mandalorian movie that's supposed to be coming yeah really eventually somebody just <laughs> sticker sticker in a pocket and when we get to that point where you know mando and grogu are moving to the big screen she should be first on the call list <laughs> so so thank you shalane yes for your feedback as always all right moving on to this week's main topic which 15 years ago oh, man would have been a crazy <laughs> yeah would have been a, probably for a lot of people just an average thursday evening because you know you got the gotta love those thursday night late night mm-hmm. showings of of, uh-huh. of of films but uh 15 years ago on an ordinary thursday night something amazing happened Chauncey asked me out on a date. No. Um, <laughs> that is true. That Happy is anniversary. True. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Happy anniversary. That is true. Happy anniversary. Yeah. Happy anniversary. But what's what's more important, depending on how you look at it, is after he proceeded to ask me out, he went out with his friends to one of those late night Thursday screenings to go see this movie that people had been anxiously waiting for to see how it does. And that was Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so yeah because technically and, it, iron man opened on may 2nd which is the friday but mm-hmm. got a you know. they, but the, the movie industry they, they started fudging the release date because yeah yeah it used to be it was midnight because i remember going mm-hmm. to see star wars episode two at mm-hmm. midnight Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, since then you could go at like seven o'clock on thursday so that's yep. probably what i'm gonna end up doing for guardians uh <laughs> seeing it probably thursday evening uh if not just Definitely. during the day on friday so <laughs> so yeah those uh those thursday night screenings are nice um, mm-hmm. um and has come in very handy for a lot of the mcu movies for me scheduling wise um but uh but yeah so iron man 
the if you watch the behind the scenes stuff which i'm pretty sure is on the you know on the dvd or at least mm -hmm. a version of the dvd it's also on disney plus all those extras there's the deleted scenes but then there's also like behind the scenes like featurettes um mm -hmm. showing like how they designed the how they designed the iron man suit and how they got it to work both with practical and with cgi and mocap and all of that um uh there's a lot of you know uh there's also one where they're in post-production and they're like three weeks out from the movie needing to be finalized so they can have a red carpet premiere <laughs> in mid-april <laughs> um and uh you know john favreau is just you know working away with all of his you know post-production folks trying to get the sound mix right and doing color grading and making sure all the the special effects are done there's like 200 something visual effect shots uh just in this movie alone um at least <laughs> um and it's it's really funny because you, you it's uh you hear john favreau talk um and yeah they they have the the red carpet premiere um you know and they're, they're everybody's talking to the press and how excited they are about it and uh it's really funny because at one point jet john favreau's like yeah you know it's uh we're taking a huge gamble here because it was a very huge gamble yeah. now the the idea of bringing iron man to live action had been around since like 1990 <laughs> but they could just never make it work <laughs> mm -hmm. um he had been. I mean, the idea of doing the character and the uh, had been passed from Universal to 20th Century Fox to New Line Cinema, um, and that was all before Marvel got the rights back in 2005. Because yeah. back in you know uh, the period where comic books weren't doing so hot, uh, they'd hit a, a bit of a, a kind of a, a slump as an entertainment uh you know thing uh marvel was like we need money quick sell the rights to all of our characters do whoever will give us cash yeah. well and in the 90s because this this was like the tail end of the 90s the x-men were huge because you have yep. you know this little thing called x-men the animated series that mm -hmm. everybody who had fox kids watched and also yep. spider-man was always a, a, a huge hit so of course they sold the movie rights x-men and spider-man and those you know those movies from from uh fox and sony did really really well because everybody knew those characters and so they started doing other comic book character movies with varying degrees of success looking at you daredevil and electra mm -hmm. um but it's like they mm -hmm. were trying and so iron man fantastic four <laughs> Yeah, Fantastic yeah. Four. I forgot about Fantastic Four. Before Wars. Cap that became was... Cap. Yeah. Yeah. That was another one that was popular, I think, for the comics. I don't know, because I'm trying to think. There wasn't an animated series. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, the, the Fantastic Four is the reason that Stan Lee became Stan Lee. Right. Because he but... was going to quit. And, you know, Joan, his wife, God bless mm -hmm. her. May they both rest in peace. Was like, well, you know, if you're gonna quit, 
you know, since you've got it, you still got to work between now and when you're going to leave. Why don't you just do whatever the hell you want? And that's when he came up with the, you know, that's when he put yeah. Fantastic Four pen to paper and they became, you know, kind of America's first superhero family. Well, and, yeah. and the funny part about that is, is like when you're not like trying to, to, to impress people and make a big deal of things and so, so you can have success. That almost seems like when you when you find find your groove, basically. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of it's kind of funny that that's what it took to to for for Stan to get into the comic or you know make it big in comics because mm -hmm. yeah he was he was ready to be just done. But um, yeah. but yeah, so like so so Marvel had sold off all those those movie rights because those were the ones that were popular, were well known, and would make money. So those rights were were worth something, and all these other you know, Avengers, whatever, they were kind of the, I don't even want to call them the B team. They were like C, D, and E. Yeah, tier. I was going to say, in one of those featurettes, they referred to Iron Man as a B-level superhero, and I'm like, I think that's being a bit of generous. Yeah, well, they have to be <laughs> nice in those, in those, you yeah. know, professional sorts of things, but yeah, yeah, I think most of us kind of know, like, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I was really, like, I, obviously, like, yeah. Spider-Man, the X-Men, and probably the Fantastic Four were probably the most well-known, with obviously mm -hmm. Spider-Man still being the most popular. Um, and I think that, you know, it, 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 back then, even though I was not a fan and probably wouldn't have known Iron Man from War Machine, but I probably would have recognized the Incredible Hulk, probably because of Lou Ferrigno. Um mm -hmm. You know, and yeah, probably yeah, and probably like Captain America. I probably would have recognized. So I would say they were probably like B tier because mm -hmm. they were still characters that people would probably recognize, even if they don't know them that well. And they'd had some live action adaptation. Obviously, the series with Lou Ferrigno. There'd been some live yeah. action Captain America attempts. Uh, <laughs> so, um, not not uh, great. Yeah, but I don't, I wouldn't say Iron Man was B tier superhero by any. I mean, I I don't know what the pulse was like fifteen years ago, um, but just based well, on what I know, because it, it seemed like there was a lot of. Because I remember I remember all this because it seemed like there were a lot of. I don't. Best way I can describe them is sort of throwaway. Um, superhero movies because x-men had done amazingly well spider-man mm -hmm. was fan was amazing no pun intended yeah <laughs> <laughs> spider-man was great and you know we we all rushed out to see that one and so it kind of felt like all of these studios like okay we got to do our own superheroes but it was very is not like it like it's not like what it became it is mm -hmm. not like it was it was it didn't. It it was not expected to really do anything. I mean, the big yeah. one that people. That this is the thing about Iron Man is in two thousand two thousand eight. Um, the big thing everyone was looking forward to was The Dark Knight because it was Christopher Nolan Batman. He'd done Batman Begins, and that one didn't do as well in theaters. But it was and, kind of one of those yeah. that people discovered on on a DVD and like, oh gosh, this is an amazing take on Batman because you gotta remember the last Batman we had was Batman and Robin. Mm -hmm. Bat nipples. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. The bat credit card. 
that credit card. Yep. Yeah. So people realize like, oh, like Batman is cool. So we're and we're really looking forward to you know Dark Knight and Heath Ledger as the Joker, and that looked. I mean, because when when Heath Ledger was first announced as a Joker, everyone's like. He's like in all the the teen comedy, teeny bopper, whatever things. But yeah, I'm sure uh, people heard heard like Heath Ledger's name. They're like the kid from like was it Ten Things I Hate About, about You? about You? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. I knew him from a Night's Tale, and I was kind of like, eh, maybe. Uh, but, yeah. but you know, then then you saw the the trailers and the previews, and then and then unfortunately we we lost Heath Ledger. Yeah. Uh, definitely R.I.P. And then, and then, then you see the, the trailers, and then like everybody was like, <laughs> one of my favorite YouTube videos that came around around this time was it's from from a guy from he called himself it's just some random guy, and he just mm-hmm. did um he would he would talk about the movies and stuff with the the comic book character the superhero um action figures, and he would narrate it. And one of the things he did for <laughs> the Dark Knight was basically that. The Dark Knight was coming, and it was going to cure cancer, and it was going to, um, you know, end world hunger and world peace. And you know, Santa Claus came out, came out to see it, and it brought about the second coming. And like Jesus comes down, and he's like, "I'm going to start the rapture right after that, the two fifteen showing. I got to check out this bad boy." It was hilarious. Like, that. and I wish, I wish he was still doing um, videos because it was the end. He just came up with some amazingly hilarious stuff. Um, I might just drop the link in the in the chat and we can put it in the show notes. But yeah, so like Dark Knight, and Dark Knight was was so huge. The the the, the anticipation was huge. And then here comes Iron Man, which is like nobody expected it to do anything. Nobody really knew what it was. But then then people went and saw it and were like, yeah, because oh, I mean, like they make this, this announcement. Actually... They make this yeah. announcement. And they're like, Marvel. First Marvel got the rights back to a good mm-hmm. chunk of their characters in 2005. And yeah. then they were like, okay, we're going to make a new division. We're going to call ourselves Marvel Entertainment. So it de- so people don't necessarily think of just the comic books. And people will think of us as more than just the comic books. We can do TV and movies and all the other things. And then they're like, okay, we've got to do a movie in the next. So, cause like the, the, the contract they wrote to get like the license back or like our characters back. Uh, and just with the distribution rights going to Paramount of all people or all companies <laughs> They were yeah. under contract so that they had a set amount of time that they had to make something and release it or they were going the rights were going to revert back to whoever owned them before. So they mm-hmm. were on a they were now on a time crunch. And they were on so the clock. They were, mm-hmm. you know, they you know, they would get somebody to write a, a you know, a, a a screenplay or you know just a you know a couple pages of a script and they'd be looking at it and be like okay you know this kind of works let's you know can we can we turn this into a, a full-length script and then that would fall through and then they also trying to get directors and they were trying to get this person at one point like uh you know some people that have now had gone on to do other marvel stuff <laughs> got asked and for whatever reason like quentin tarantino got approached at one point and he couldn't you know it fell through with him and eventually for whatever reason 
it worked out, even though technically they never really had a complete script, a proper script with dialogue. They had a script that had like all of the action stuff, like storyboarded out, but they weren't mm-hmm. paying a whole lot of attention to the dialogue. So actually a lot of it's ad-libbed. <laughs> Which, knowing um, that, you go back and watch the movie, you're like, okay, yeah, I, I, I can. Yeah, and Robert Downey yeah. Jr. really loved ad-lib. Uh, so... It was very good at it. He kept Gwyneth on her oh, on her yeah. toes quite quite but but yeah, it eventually worked out so that they had, you know, some sort of script that they could work with. They Terrence Howard actually was the first person to get signed uh as a as a cast, and he was actually the highest paid actor on this on the film. Um Which is ironic given yeah. future events, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and you know they started you know started to fill out the rest of the cast you know we're getting like you know director of photography and costumes and all this stuff and they finally got their director and you know this announcement came out that hey marvel entertainment this new and improved marvel is going to make a movie with iron man and I'm sure, you know, the fa- the, pe- the people that read the comic books and were a fan of the character were probably like, oh, cool, finally. With, you know, going to see Iron Man in live action. Yeah, it's going to be directed and then by all the, John. all the Daredevil yeah. fans are just like, be careful, guys. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And Exhibit then they're like, A. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, it's going to be directed by John Favreau. And everybody's like, wait, the guy that directed Elf? <laughs> And then they're like, it's going to star Robert Downey Jr. And people are like, wait, he got out of jail? <laughs> it's like the guy, yeah. the guy a few years ago who was, you know, in the news for, for drugs. He got out of jail rehab? And all that. Yeah. 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 So a lot of people are like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, you know, what's like, funny is I actually, the, the, this, is, this is the thing about Robert Downey Jr. that people might not remember. So we got um, this like little, you know, those little gift gag books that you get that like have the the you know lyrics to songs or whatever mm-hmm. well, we had one um doesn't matter what this what the song was but it was making a joke about robert downey jr and it was a piece of celery with some sort of white substance on it that was probably <laughs> sugar but it was like called this is you know this is the Ro- this is the robert downey jr and like, i i unearthed that you know many just just a, you know maybe like just a couple of years ago and I was looking, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. He had drug problems. <laughs> and it was a Among joke. other things. Among other he things. He had a lot like, of yeah, problems. That was the joke. It is, yeah. And it is he, is, he is no longer a joke. But yeah, I think, no. I think, I think Favreau, like it says in a, in a couple of interviews, is like, yeah, his, his, you know, issues and his very public downfall, I guess, was kind of the impetus for casting him as Tony Stark because it, his Tony his Stark, story is very similar to the Tony Stark yeah, it, in the comic they, books. They, they mirror each other. So so RDJ doesn't have to act quite as much as you think he does, although he does yeah. you know, he, he does it very well, but he's like, Yeah, I get this guy. There is no you know, there and, and it's it's almost, you know, the whole the whole thing where where um Tony gets, you know, blown up and and captured it's sort of a metaphor for rdj which is amazing that he came out of it thrown in jail and then put into rehab and then thrown in jail Mm -hmm. and put into rehab 
uh, and you know you're the butt of everybody's jokes, and you're mm-hmm. you're in the tabloids. And, 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 I, and I remember, and, yeah. And he's and he was he's yeah. I mean he's been he's been clean, you know, and, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, for no, a, a long time, which is which yeah. is good. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. You know, getting getting out and finally getting work and getting the right people around him, mm-hmm. meeting his wife Susan, who he's been with for seems like ages now, um, yeah. was good for it, him. And, and like, people giving him a chance because he mm-hmm. he had like a couple of minor, not like blockbuster type roles. Like he did Good Night and Good Luck, uh, mm-hmm. which we covered on on Patreon for Gold Standard. So he did done some more like artsy independent type movies, but mm-hmm. to have him head this multi-million dollar big yeah. superhero people, like, people thought were like, what are like you really you want to risk no pun intended yeah i mean mm-hmm. i mean he got paid like scale like he got paid like half a million dollars for yeah. the first iron man movie which is pennies um uh, mm-hmm. for a movie of that size but i mean robert he was not in hollywood's best you know, no, books. Like, he was not in the good books no. for a lot of yeah. people. So, but yeah, John Favreau, Favreau was all like, to cast him. yeah, yeah. I mean, how much of a liability he was considered? So, and that was the that was the that was the problem for a lot because a lot of people actually did want to hire him, but the insurance companies would not insure yeah. having him on set and part of our production. Yeah. Like if he if something happens and he ends up in jail or injured or hurt somebody else, we're not we're not covering that. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. And none of this is to, none of this absolutely is not to dog to dog on 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 an RDJ at all. We are just kind of explaining this the is context the of the time. Which, yeah. Yeah. yeah right. The climate in which Iron Man was released. You've got you know superhero comic book movies are not what they are now. Mm-hmm. Some of them had kind of flopped. I mean, you had The Dark Knight, but that was like its own thing since Christopher Nolan. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of, it was kind of just, it didn't really seem like much. And, right. and Iron Man was not expected to do anything. Like, mm-hmm. the, Dark Knight, the Dark Knight was, that was going to be the big, the big heavy. And the fact mm-hmm. that Iron Man came out, and it was kind of more of a word of mouth thing that people were like, "Hey, go see this movie. It's actually really good." Mm-hmm. And 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 Robert Downey Jr. is really good as as a character, and he's funny, and he's relatable. And, and you make know, sure all, you all stay till the credits all are all over. Yeah, the credits, <laughs> and everyone's just like, "Whoa, they're like they're doing this." And so it like, but but the movie holds up on its own, even without the you know expand you know the, the bigger universe yeah. or setting yeah. up sequels or the mc or anything as a movie it is if you just had it by itself it is it is very compelling and very just people get it and people love a redemption story and i know mm-hmm. it kind of got dogged on because the villain you know the, the big villain climax fight didn't wasn't really built up that well but that's because we were you know, watching Tony deal with his problems, become a better man, and the whole thing—the whole theme of the, of the movie—is proof that Tony Stark has a heart. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's a superhero movie. You got to have a villain. You got to have a big fight at at the end. You know, because yeah. you know you, you're you're building up to this thing. So it does kind of lack in that way. But I don't think people really cared because it's like, I, hey, yeah. he, he I, gets I, to 
I honestly think I am Iron Man. Yeah, I honestly think because originally they were going to have the Mandarin be yeah. the big bad, and they just couldn't figure out how to make it work. And obviously, they still couldn't kind of figure out how to make it work <laughs> uh, yeah, for Iron Man, was... Iron Man three. Sorry. But yeah. um, <laughs> you get you, you tried. You got the yeah, yeah. But honestly, I think honestly, I think having Obadiah be kind of the big bad and having kind of like the big conflict being you know mm -hmm. Tony Stark goes through this just awful traumatic experience you know that he had mm -hmm. just you know he had been living the high life you know with drink you know drinking uh -huh. and women Why and partying and you know just having piles of cash and having these fancy cars and all that fun stuff and then he has this awakening realizing mm -hmm. what while he's just sailing through life what is happening in the real world <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. to innocent people and to mm -hmm. have someone who stepped in after his parents died and Stark lost its its head with you know because when Tony was too young to be in charge when Howard died, somebody yeah. had to step in. So Obadiah steps in, and he's been in this you know position, you know, working mm -hmm. for Stark, and uh, you know, alongside Howard, and then alongside Tony once Tony got old enough for like thirty years. So he's supposed to be like the right hand man. He's supposed to yeah. be someone well, that Tony can trust. Yeah. And he's to have a second father figure almost. Yeah. And to have and someone that Tony's running. put so much trust in to pull the rug out from under him. Yeah. Yeah. Just goes well, to show just how clueless and how closed off to reality he actually has mm -hmm. been all of this time. Well, and Obadiah, he is running the, the company. You know, Tony's just sort of the figurehead. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. he, you know, he's got the Stark name and, and all that stuff, and he does have the, the, the genius and, and all that sort of thing. So when Tony actually is like, hey, I'm making decisions and I'm going to do things after, you know, we find out later Obadiah was trying to get him killed over in Afghanistan. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But then, you know, of course Obadiah freaks out because he's like, no, I want this company. It's going to be mine. And I just got to get this this guy, this, this you know, this playboy out of my way because he's no good and he sucks. And, yeah, he, he can invent things, but he's also too drunk and too horny to function mm -hmm. most of the time. And so that's where, you know, the rift kind of comes from. And, and you know, another, another big thing about this is, like, when this came out, you know, the war in Afghanistan was... I mean, lots of people knew, had friends or family who were over there in some capacity or, you know, or just over in the Middle East. And so that hit home for a lot of people and what was, mm -hmm. what was going on. And, you know, and it's just, it was just sort of the right movie at the right time because of all the things that were going down. And, and when the movie came out, you know, the 2008 crash hadn't happened quite yet, mm -hmm. um, but it was, you know, but it was kind of people were paying attention. The writing was on the wall. So it just kind of felt like a movie that kind of gave people hope when it was kind of a bit thin on the ground. 
mm-hmm. in, in so many different ways. Or, you know, it was, it was a way for people to just kind of realize like, Hey, you know, if this guy, if this guy could pull himself out, maybe we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And that kind of thing. So it's just, there, there were, there were a lot of factors going into it. And, you know, you realize that, you know, as much as Tony is like, he's, you know, the rich billionaire, whatever, but he's Genius also billionaire playboy philanthropist. Yes. But he's <laughs> also, he's he, in a way he is, he is the little guy in that he has no idea how to be like, like how to be an adult. He has no mm-hmm. idea how to function in life because it's all just been handed to him and other people take care of stuff. You know, Pepper shows up and calls a car and dry gets the, the ladies dry cleaning the next morning and she goes and even you know and she just deals with all the all those messes mm-hmm. so like everybody well and even whether has... whether da- when he shows up to the 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 fundraiser mm-hmm. and he and pepper yeah. are dancing and she's like what's your social security number and he has no idea yeah. <laughs> yeah. he has no idea he cannot take care of himself and yeah. so it's like that realization of oh wow i am at a big disadvantage but now I, but now I see that I need to, I need to clean up. I need to change. I need to figure this out. So when I say like Tony is kind of the underdog in this, I don't like people be like, well, he's rich and he's this and he's that. I'm like, well, yes, and even rich people have problems. So mm-hmm. stop it. Uh, but he, he is, he does have, um, he does have that that redemption arc. Mm-hmm. And I think there are enough people who are screw ups and in their own way that want to see that and be like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, maybe there is hope for me. If mm-hmm. is this dork, <laughs> <laughs> but well, and it helps it once, you know, a stain aside, Obadiah mm-hmm. aside, although, you know, Jeff Bridges is brilliant in this, yes. you know, oh, yeah. which, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah, he's he the, the he's not the dude <laughs> by no. any means in this. No, oh, no. Uh, it's Dude's funny though. Brother, it, it, <laughs> yeah, it's so funny though because because Jeff Bridges comes into it and he's used to you know filming movies, even stuff like The Big Lebowski with a proper script, and he really mm-hmm. likes to like have his lines down. So when he shows up on day one, he's ready to go and. He did not have that with this movie, but then, you know, he gets there and sees the passion and realizes that, mm-hmm. you know, it's not so much about knowing all of your lines perfectly, that it's it's more than that. And what they were doing was potentially something really amazing. And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, what's I, what's I made it in my mind that really this is a $200 million student film that I was fine with. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're kind of seeing the basis of lightning starting to get formed and captured and put into that wonderful little bottle that's called Marvel. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that's and that's the thing is, you know, like I said, if you watch the the, the feature, I don't remember which one it is, but you know, it's while they're the one while they're in post production and John Favreau, you know, is so getting ready to finish up and go do the the red carpet premiere and everything, and he's like, yeah, you know, I don't know if this is going to be successful or not, but if it is, it could be the start 
of something really big that could potentially change my life and i'm like dude you have no, no idea, idea. <laughs> <laughs> the trajectory that this is going to put your life on mm-hmm. <laughs> you're going to be thanking yourself in like five years <laughs> yeah. from, the, from then so and you're going to be dealing with the cutest little muppet yeah as well yeah so yeah it was it was it really was there there was not going to be an in-between with this film Mm -hmm. from for most people's opinion is either it was either going to be a huge hit or it was going to be a huge flop and there was no in-between and it just turned out to be a big big hit i mean it was a yeah it was a 140 million dollar budget which you know, even in 2008, seems like that's tiny for a superhero movie. <laughs> yeah. But it made almost $600 million in the box office, so I think they did okay. Um, yeah. And it and it's kicked off something that, you know, they had an idea of potentially doing you know this this you know big universe where stuff is connected because i mean kevin feige was involved from the very beginning uh you know he he was a producer on from the very first um and you know that's what you know they they tacked on that that post-credit scene with samuel jackson as, as nick fury and you know they'd been not so subtly subtly hinting that shield was going to be important with shield being woven into the the plot of this although shield never really is directly involved except colson <laughs> you know shield obviously had been established in the comic books and there'd even been a nick fury movie with david hasselhoff is nick fury mm-hmm. which we're not going to talk about and mm-hmm. at one point in the comics they changed nick fury from being kind of this curly haired white guy that kind of looks like david hasselhoff to essentially looking and sounding like samuel L. jackson with samuel L. jackson's permission we've we've talked about samuel L. jackson mm-hmm. we drew his we drew his name out of the hat mm-hmm. um and so when it came to actually bringing in nick fury into this version they're like well it has to be samuel jackson (laughs) so but uh you know to have him be like you know nick fury director shield you know i'm here to talk talk to you about the avengers initiative but you know before every time colson shows up he's like i'm with the strategic homeland intervention and enforcement logistics quite the mouthful yeah it's not until the very end where he's like just call a shield and i'm like okay finally um you know bringing that in as shield being there from the beginning i mean obviously shield we would learn as the mcu continues that shield was founded in part by howard stark Mm -hmm. so uh you know shield is is there because of tony's father um boy do you know you have a legacy or no (laughs) yeah really um so bringing in characters like nick fury and creating characters like phil colson because phil colson is a completely 
invent a character. When Clark Gregg was hired, he didn't have actually a name. He was just called Agent, which is a nice callback to that in the first Avengers movie when Tony's like, his name is Agent. You know? Yes. Because <laughs> Coulson was, I mean, Clark Gregg was just supposed to be just this little bit part to kind of drop the idea that S.H.I.E.L.D. is there in the shadows and is paying attention to what's going on. But he got there and Clark Gregg being Clark Gregg, it immediately grew into this, you know, a, a, a larger role and getting a proper name and giving us my favorite character in the entire MCU. <laughs> so <laughs> no offense to Tony Stark and uh, Doctor Strange and all the others, but I love Coulson. I absolutely love Coulson. I've, and I'm so so happy that it worked out that that Clark Gregg was able to take this role and they were able to take it and just turn it into this thing, you know, with the mm -hmm. him also being in Thor and then yep. you know the 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 couple of like little shorts you know funny thing happened on the way to thor's hammer and mm -hmm. the consultants uh yep. which which is essentially tony stark going to to talk to thunderbolt ross um and you know killing <laughs> phil air quotes killing phil <laughs> in the first avengers and then giving us agents of shield um which gave us a whole bunch of other stuff so and and yeah, there's still a version of Coulson out there, which is nice yes. to think about. Mm -hmm. It's like the, the mm -hmm. version that here, the version that's introduced here, unfortunately, is now actually dead. Right. You know, he did not die because of Loki. Well, he kind of did in a roundabout kind of way. Uh, he died temporarily because of Loki. And then as time went on, stuff happens. We've talked about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, yes. And eventually... The, the injury because of Loki does come to rear its ugly head and, and takes Phil's life, but we have LMD Coulson that's still out there running around, so there's a, the possibility that we could see Clark Gregg pop up somewhere, which would yes. be nice. Never say never. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, but yeah, he pops up on the screen, and he just, he, from the start, knowing, you know, seeing all of Coulson up until the end of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you see the Coulson that we're going to get to know even in this movie. I mean, his suits get better fitting as yes. the, the movies go on. His very first one, his very first scene, I'm like, dude, go get a better fitting suit. Um, <laughs> you have a better fitting suit in, Ca in Captain Marvel. Um, it's because the 90s, they were cut differently uh, in the mid-2000s. So, but like there's the one scene when when uh when uh pepper takes him to to try to figure out what stain's doing and her badge won't work so then colson produces you know the little thing that's going to blow up the door and he's like you know you might want to take a few steps back so pepper goes turns her back to the door puts her fingers in her ears because she knows an explosion's coming meanwhile colson just crosses his arms and waits yeah <laughs> or to explain i'm like you had this character down pat from the very first movie dude <laughs> all, these, much, all yeah. these subtle little things for that one cameo and it's just like yep yeah that's our guy yeah i was like <laughs> that more is of this guy. Film. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like uh, just unflappable film uh i love it 
um it's just like everybody just took their like they they jumped in with these characters and they've have just taken them and just, they just kind of knew mm-hmm. who these characters needed to be even though at the time we had no idea where these characters were going to go yeah and i think that's uh i think that's a testament to the writing or lack thereof, depending on how you will look at it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and the casting. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, they're they you know, we've all heard the stories of, oh, you know, so and so was supposedly gonna play this, you know, everybody knows Tom Cruise supposedly was going to play Iron Man at some point. Ugh. Yeah. Um, he would have been yeah. too short. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It's like you think Robert Downey Jr. is short. <laughs> you would have had to get you know, whole chicken coop of, of crates for tom yeah. cruise to stand on um you know uh yeah obviously we did have some changes you know Ta- terrence howard got the boot uh-huh. um Which as, is unfortunate, as i think i think he was the better roadie <laughs> not 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 to dump on don Cheadle, but i kind of think terrence howard is a little better um he has a few moments where I'm like, yeah, I can kind of, I can kind of see it, but there's a couple other times where I'm like, the chemistry doesn't seem quite right. I think, it, I think it was more he could, he could like hold his own with 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 RDJ a little bit. Um, yeah, maybe. But... I mean, and and Rhodey's no like you know mm-hmm. just like some random side character. I mean, no. In the comics, he and and Tony known each other for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, depending on what comic you're reading, uh, you know, the origin story of their friendship is a little different. But they've known each other for a very long time, and you know, obviously, Rhodey is extremely intelligent in his own right. You don't become a colonel mm-hmm. uh, by you know twiddling your thumbs and. Right. Um, but yeah, there's just something about the chemistry between RDJ and Don Cheadle that I just, I did not, I, even after watching it for like the bazillion time that he and Terrence Howard just did not quite have, there's something that Don Cheadle brings to Rhodey. And it's one of those things where it's like, you, you can't really like describe it. It's just a feeling, but yeah, that, I mean, there are definitely some times where Terrence Howard was like, you know, especially when he sees the the other Iron Man suit and he's like, next time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Heads up. Of course, now it's, like, now it's oh, all like, well, man. not for you specifically. <laughs> for Rhodey, yes. But not for you, Terrence. <laughs> so... <laughs> But uh, you know, it's 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 unfortunate with the fallout that happened to between him and Marvel and mm-hmm. and uh, you know all the because he, yeah, you know, when this movie took off like it did, and they realized that if they wanted to keep Robert Downey Jr. as their Tony Stark, they're going to have to pay him a hell of a lot more than a half a million dollars. Right. And Terrence Howard went from being the highest paid person on Iron Man One to seeing his paycheck potentially get cut because they needed to pay the star of the movie more money right yeah so So and and supposedly he was the one that walked away supposedly 
Uh, so, you know, that's on him. <laughs> if that if that's actually what happened. Uh, I'm sure we'll never know because, you know, it's all he said, they said. The truth is yeah, somewhere in the middle, it, I'm sure. And it's uh it's kind of a moot point at this at this juncture anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean so much time has passed and yeah. Don Cheadle has uh cemented himself <laughs> as the definitive roadie, so <laughs> um you know, and it, it even you know, even people like Gwyneth Paltrow who, you know, I don't really care for her as an actress. You know, I she's okay to me at best. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think she she does she gives Pepper what I like with her what she does with Pepper even in this movie. You know, and Chrissy, you were talking about you know like the big, you know, knockdown drag out battle that's kind of the 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 you know mm -hmm. the climax of this movie. Yeah, it, you know, Tony and Stain were never going to be able to like beat each other right uh, so it was going to require an outside influence and the fact that it's pepper mm -hmm. just you know and and you know and yeah she does occasionally get a little like flustered mm -hmm. kind of damselly like oh my goodness and you know uh and she does that in iron man 2 as well um but uh but at the same time you know pepper is very she could be very assertive and mm -hmm. doesn't default to helpless damsel in distress. Well, you know, when I mean, you, when... you kind of, you kind of have to have a pair to stand up to Tony Stark and not put up with it, with his BS. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that, that being said, giant, you know, you know, guys in giant flying, basically mech suits trying to blow up your arc reactor and you're right in the middle of it. Yeah, I'd be freaked out too. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's 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 but you could be free. You could be free. Like, you oh. could be freaking out and not be completely helpless. Is the thing, right? Right. And that's what she does. Is she shows that Pepper still has emotions. Obviously, she's had to learn to have a really good poker face with Tony. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it shows that, yeah, she does have feelings and, you know, it's not stupid enough to think that, oh, you know, I can help with this, too, when she doesn't necessarily have the technical know-how, like some characters are want to do where they insist they need to be part of the solution when they don't actually have anything to give to the situation right. other than maybe a pair of hands. That, uh, but in this case, that's problem. Yeah, in this case, that's what really what Pepper has is she has a pair of hands, but she's able to listen to instruction. Yes, and you know, push the buttons that Tony tells her to push, or yeah. reach into Tony's chest. Yes, and <laughs> replace the arc reactor, yeah. even if she yeah. does happen to pull out the, the little battery thing in the process. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I will I will give her that. And obviously Pepper comes into her own and you know, mm -hmm. gets her own suit of armor and is totally there to to kick ass in in Endgame. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's good. <laughs> that's 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 really good. So, um, you know, and in the process of uh, directing and playing Happy, John Favreau lost like seventy pounds while making this movie. 
which is good for his health. So, uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. and of course, you know, we get our first of what will be many, many, many Stan Lee cameos. Mm -hmm. yeah. More, definitely more subtle. Yeah. Um, the the first couple times around, you know, kind of blink and you miss mm -hmm. him. You know, it's a, a not not until uh, Thor, uh, where you know he's in the truck. He's like, "Did I get it?" Yeah, that <laughs> we start getting Stan Lee with a bit more, you know, with some lines and a bit mm -hmm. more personality. Um, yeah. Well, and he, but, he's been uh, doing cameos in a lot of the Marvel movies. Oh know, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. He's he, yeah. Yeah, he's been doing he's been doing cameos since since like the Incredible Hulk was on TV. <laughs> so yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't anything it wasn't new for Stan. It was same old, same mm -hmm. old for for Stan. But for us in this specifically, you know, it became a thing. You know, at, with this movie, they set the precedent for watch for Stan Lee. You know, uh -huh. Where is he going to pop up? What's he going to be doing? You know, is he going to say something? Is he going to be doing something that's funny? Whatever. And then stay, stay in your butt. <laughs> stay in your butt until the movie theater employees kick you out. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, or until that, the, 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 the ads start rolling through yeah. on the big screen because that means, yep, we're done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the the light the lights are fully back on at full brightness. Uh, <laughs> there's people with brooms sweeping up popcorn off the floor. Now it's probably safe to go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which I wonder how many people missed this very first one because it's not a mid credit scene; it's a post credit scene. Yeah. And so you had to sit not... through the all of the credits to see Nick mm -hmm. Fury pop up. And people were not accustomed to you know, waiting through the credits, especially if you have kids or, you know, you're at a late showing like, oh, time to go home. And, mm -hmm. you know, unless you knew that there was something because it's just it, it happened, but not as not as frequently as it does now. Yeah. Yeah. The the it was and usually those types of scenes were usually done just kind of for like fluff yeah uh -huh. so it wasn't... yeah they, they didn't have anything to do with like the plot i'm thinking of like ferris bueller you know, right he's like mm -hmm. you're still here go home yeah. you know right it has nothing to do with the the rest of the movie or you know the plot or anything it's just it's a funny thing right. you know, mm -hmm. or ferris bueller telling us go home yeah or it would be a blooper reel of all the fluffs yes that happened earlier yeah uh, grumpy old men and whatnot yeah yeah exactly so to have something where you had to wait through all of the credits mm -hmm. and then have it to be something that's not fluff oh. by any means but setting up something huge for later on down the line for yeah. down the line is it was it was unheard of Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely was, unheard of so they're like wait i actually have to sit through this but i gotta pee <laughs> yeah yeah that's when I'm you like, learn you go to a marvel movie limit your liquid intake <laughs> yes. i mean i mean so. those credits are long enough you can go go use the restroom and then come back 
Yeah, because more, yeah, more often than not, there's, you know, if there's going to be any sort of credit scene, it's going to be mid-credit. So you'll get your fancy looking credits, which Mm -hmm. we get with most of the Marvel movies, and -hmm. then there'll be something. And then there may be another one after this boring scrolling white font on black background credits. And, you know, off the top of my head, I think a lot of those second, those post credits aren't necessarily something that important. Those tend to be kind of the, the funny ones. Um, And then you have like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 where James Gunn decided we needed to have five. And then so you were stuck in your seat and, there, you know, if you got up to pee, you were going to miss something. Yeah, which nobody has done that since and from what i heard for those listening to go that are going to go see guardians three speaking of guardians uh later this week there's only two so (laughs) you don't have to worry about there being like five uh like with guardians two there's there's only two from from what i heard from what i have read and that's supposed to be out of James Gunn's mouth is there's only two. So okay. So plan accordingly, plan your liquids accordingly. Uh for that. <laughs> so um but uh yeah, it's just uh it, for me it, it, what I <laughs> I it's like part of me wants to say I can't believe it's been 15 years but at the same time I did not jump on the train right away I well, didn't really how many fully jump on the train been? until the first Avengers movie which would be four years after this that's so. kind of the way it was with me too I remember watching Iron Man on DVD as a rental didn't see it in the theaters Hulk missed saw thor but that was dvd iron man 2 same thing you know but then it really hit with the avengers and like okay yep i'm in mm-hmm. <laughs> yep so for for me it was you know uh when chauncey and i first got together you know and the movies would come out on dvd and he tried to get me to watch them and i'd be like eh, whatever <laughs> you know and then we got into our senior project in undergrad and it was you know i've talked about this if you go back like all the way to like the first time we ever talked about marvel early on in the show it's like in the first like 20 episodes i think mm-hmm. uh yeah. <laughs> of the show right yeah yeah and i talk about you know my my undergraduate graduate projects uh you know and they were both marvel related and I was building it all around the, at the time, what little we knew about the plot of Captain America, the first Avenger, and how Howard Stark was really involved with Captain America. Um, and that was built into the plot of the, you know, the thing we were creating. Um, so, you know, I was, I was diving into like, learning more about like the comics and some of the various tech 
that like you know tony stark had invented in the comics and all of this stuff um so then when we went and saw cap america first avenger it was somewhat a, a research you know <laughs> type thing but i was like this is you know this is really cool and then you know we got the the first avengers and i don't know what it was but we got to the the first avengers and i'm like i love this thing give me more <laughs> yeah like oliver please sir want some more um and i've been absolutely just like head over heels with anything and everything i am i like and i've you know if 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 chauncey was the 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 master and i was the apprentice i have surpassed him as far as the mcu is concerned <laughs> I, I surpassed him ages ago <laughs> i'm sitting here wearing my stark industries t-shirt and my stark industries themed tennis shoes that adidas released several years ago so nice. yeah i have and my car's name is phil so i <laughs> i think i have surpassed i've surpassed chauncey probably a long time ago as as my tony stark and phil colson funko pops are looking at me uh <laughs> so yeah but, uh you know it's the student has become the master yeah I mean, we 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 couldn't have known. We could, yeah, in two thousand eight, fifteen years ago, there's no way anybody could have predicted where this was gonna go. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And even looking back, it's like you just kind of shake your head, like, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. This is this is. It's like you know, you hear sometimes stories of such of of people in their careers or you know they reach a point in their life where they're like they have choices and you know some of those choices may seem safe and Mm -hmm. that may the route you you want to go because you want to remain safe but then you know there's something else that like if you took the gamble and it paid off it could be a really big payoff yeah and this is one of those where they took a big gamble and it paid off in in ways i don't think anybody could have ever been like yeah you know in 15 years you're gonna have like 31 movies and multiple tv shows and it's gonna be amazing you know disney's gonna buy the rights which is really funny when you think about it considering that the uh the charity event that tony shows up to that he wasn't even invited to which is weird why did why would he need an invite to his own charity event um it's the tony stark foundation is his name is yeah. on it does he really need an invite but it's at the disney music hall <laughs> <laughs> like did you know in a few years disney would be owning you um pretty yeah. much yeah, it's like disney would buy you for several billion dollars but that's okay your roi is gonna be really really in your favor mm-hmm. uh, and everybody's favor the return on investment here top notch um yeah. so and you're gonna you're gonna bring in all these characters uh you know people are like i you know like we were saying at the beginning like iron man really you know and then years later they're like a talking tree really yeah a talking raccoon a talking raccoon like really those those people guardians of the galaxy the talking tree yeah yeah that's where that's where ant-man really ant-man 
Paul yeah, Rudd as like Ant-Man. <laughs> but every yeah, time, was... every time, it's been it's just been like, yep, this is it. like, we're all like, that's the thing they're doing? Okay, I'm here for it. And then it happens mm-hmm. and I'm like, yep. Uh-huh. I, I'm, I'm, I'm good with this. Bring it yep. on. Mm-hmm. Give me all the things. Yeah, it's, just, it's just interesting how things started and where we are now and mm-hmm. how it's how it's gonna play out. But it all yeah. started. It all started with a cheeseburger. Uh-huh. With a cheeseburger, which I I always love that scene because I'm kind of like, well, duh. Of course, he's been in a you know a, a, he's been prisoner with some terrorists in the Middle East for I can't remember how long they said it was three um, years like three months three months three months okay, yeah, months, okay. Three months and every and of course you know he doesn't have very good food he's in the dark he's like fighting for his life and the minute he gets home he's like I want a cheeseburger well yeah <laughs> and, and like cause I, I remember at the time people were like really he wanted drive through and it's kind of like well yeah, what's more American than that? Yeah, what like what? I mean, I mean okay, like, yeah, maybe maybe McDonald's would have been a bit more, a bit more than than. Well, it, there was or, there was a that was actually uh product RDJ's like personal Easter egg. Oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> the the Burger King, because uh, he he credits Burger King with him going getting sober. because he was he was out you know he was out Mm -hmm. running around partying drunk off his off his ass high Mm -hmm. off his ass got himself uh, a cheeseburger and because he was so altered the burger was awful he was you know Mm -hmm. it just tasted absolutely awful to him because yeah, you know, he was he was so screwed up that yeah. he decided right then and there to take all the drugs he had on him and he threw threw them like into the ocean and mm-hmm. decided to get clean and he credits Burger King with that. So in a way that is <laughs> RDJ's personal Easter egg specifically. Thank you to Burger King. That, it's like that, that, no. that it's it's American cheeseburger and when you see him get out of the car you can tell it's a Burger King bag. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, the, the, I, just, the, I just remember there were there were there were articles that were just like I mean there there were there were plenty of naysayers about this as there are with anything and it was just like well how dare he go for a cheeseburger and it's just kind of like are you just stupid <laughs> I mean or you know what look, what yeah, could be more American than than cheeseburger right, yeah. what fried chicken yeah maybe but that that that's hard that's harder to take it because his arm was in a sling. Yes, right. that is true. That is true. To the uh, to the um, press conference, yeah, that they wanted, but yeah. So no, yeah. it was it's it's an amazing movie. It, I mean, I feel like for me, it kind of how do I, how do I explain this? It was sort of like those, those. Well, I didn't see it until Iron Man two was coming out and people were talking about how they're excited for it. Like, well, I hadn't seen Iron Man one yet. So I went and, you know, got the DVD and like, this is a great movie. And, um, and I just kind of went looking online for just stuff about it. And I found a couple of blogs and fell into some groups on, 
online on Facebook and things. And one of those Facebook groups was actually belonged to an author that Jared was a follower of. And I, we hadn't met yet, but this author had written a couple articles just about it and some of the things that people were saying. And then, you know, years later, Jared and I meet when I get the job up here and, and, you know, we're just kind of like, oh, you know, you're, you're a fan of this, of this guy. I am too. And, you know, we kind of connected over that. So I don't know. I have, I have a soft spot for these movies for Mm -hmm. uh, partially that for that reason there are other, there were other factors involved as well but i don't want to credit that but it just it's just kind of funny to me when i think back about this like oh yeah that happened and that happened and that happened and it's just it's just interesting mm-hmm. also they're just they're just fun movies and it was mm-hmm. it really was something new and exciting at the time so anyway good times yep. good movies good all the things and holy cow, it has been quite has the been ride. A ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anybody else got stuff they want to say? Or I'm sad Tony Stark's no longer with us in the MCU. Exactly. But... Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. It's not. It hasn't been the same without him. But I mean, I know RDJ said he's hung up the boots, but I'm just hoping that we might be able to convince him back to do a cameo yeah. or something. You know? Rumors <laughs> always abound, it seems like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while I'll see something like, ooh, he's open to it, and I'm like, hmm, yeah. well, I'll believe it when like I you, it, but you know, it. you know, with Tony, there's uh, there's some sort of, like, you know, holographic diary or something. something somewhere, yeah. That, yeah. that they, they can do it so that it makes sense, so... Morgan I mean, will eventually I, I, stumble yeah. onto it somehow as she yeah. accidentally got into her father's workroom and got yeah. the helmet from for Pepper's yeah. iron right. woman's boot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Something. Who knows what'll what'll yeah. happen, but Yeah. Well, there it is. Iron Man, you started it all and thank goodness for you. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, well, if any of our listeners want to chime in on their thoughts about the first Iron Man movie, uh, like, Pat, when did you see it? What did you think? You know, what did you, you know, what what, what did, uh, what was going on in your life at the time? Let's go with that. <laughs> um, or whatever. <laughs> or just Marvel in general. Um, send us some feedback and we'll read it out on the show. Our email address is fiveishfangirls at gmail.com. You can also visit our website, which has links to all our social media and things. And our website is the5ishfangirls.com. You can leave comments on uh, any of our posts, um, on our Facebook or Instagram, um, also on our YouTube. We'll treat those as feedback as well. So there's an option for you. You can also support the podcast um, with our through our Patreon and our merch shop. And we also have our... Uh, Nonprofit that is in full swing, and all the mm-hmm. details again are on our website. So check all that out. And you know, thank you all for listening, for being there. We always appreciate you know all of our all of our many many listeners, which I'm sure you're out there and glad you're enjoying it. And uh, take care out there. Mm-hmm. Be, safe, be happy. All right. Well, with 
that, we shall sign off for this week. This is Brittany and Bogus saying goodnight. This is Chrissy saying goodnight from Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin saying good evening. And this is Rachel in Annapolis, Indiana. You touched me again and I'm not on fire. I'm donating you to a city college. <laughs>